Merry Christmas, Langston residents. Hi, I... Ted? Howard! Hey, buddy! How's it going out there? Everything okay? Yeah, fine. Uh, Ted, I need to speak to Liz. Uh, could you get... Mm. Oh! Howard, excuse me, but your wife's cookies are out of this world. What a... Who told you you can eat my cookies? I'm just helping Liz out a little in the kitchen. She's making up a storm here. Ted, I need to speak to my wife. So could you get her on the phone, please? I think she's in the shower, Howard. Do you want me to go check? No! I mean, no, that's fine. On your way out, just tell her it would be a few minutes late, but you shouldn't worry. Oh, she won't worry. I mean, I'm here and... Mm. Oh, these cookies! I gotta get the recipe from Liz. Put that cookie down! Now! Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg and we are live, live, live. Live-ish. Right now. Recording live in the same room, no Zoom, for this episode and the next which we're recording in the same day. Oh, hang on. Toffee. Oh, whoa, sorry. Hang on. Greg's reacquainting his, his toes Foot. with the buttons. There we go. Green green is ooey. Yeah, yeah. It's an exciting day here at Double Impact Studios. Charlie Wilson. A little bittersweet uh, day at Double yeah. Impact Studios. This is our, like, last face-to-face recording yeah. for we don't know how long. Last Recording where one of us won't have to wake up absurdly early to record too. It's going to be comical. <laughs> be It'll funny. be funny when like one of us is drinking coffee and the other one's had 10 beers. Yeah. <laughs> Which will happen. It will happen. Maybe there'll be some where we've both had 10 beers. Who knows? Yeah. How, it depends how early we start. <laughs> oh, wow. 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 That was Tristan that pressed the button. Yeah. <laughs> We're in Christmas Town, baby. We are. Tinseltown. Wait. What's Tinseltown? That's, that's Hollywood. That's Hollywood. <laughs> wow, that's quite meta. Interesting. Anyone know the origin of Tinseltown as a So Tinsel. Tinsel doesn't seem as big these days on the Christmas tree. Well, we had to lend Carol's sister got an emergency tinsel request through to us yesterday. <laughs> and Carol's like, Hey, Jackie's coming over. Can you please take some tinsel off the Christmas tree? She needs it for some kind of pageant, I guess. Wow. So I've got a half tinselless tree now. We've got no tinsel on ours. And also similarly, there's red beads. What happened to those red beads? Uh, the anal beads? <laughs> oh, that's where they went. <laughs> I should get those checked. Yeah, I, oh, that's where they are. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, I have booked my final colonoscopy before New York as well, in case you're wondering. Um, oh, that's good. I have to get those every six months now because... Just because. Yeah, well, because you're old. Because I'm old. Oh, uh, man, i got another 40th tonight of one of my, you know, good school friends, Jeremy. Happy birthday, mate. It's these 40th, are, I'm not 40 yet, FYI. Yeah. Everyone thinks I am because I look old. By association. By association of my hairlessness. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's staring in the mirror more with a different lens on my mirror staring. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't look too bad for my age. Man. <laughs> but it's got for my age at the end of the sentence, Tristan. It seems like just yesterday you're signing those bloody key-shaped cards at someone's 21st and, and <sighs> drinking pre-mixed weird things out of a bottle that are fluoro-coloured and make your poo green the next day. Ah, at, at Gordon Rugby Club. Yeah. I mean, granted, 
I think we probably did do that recently. Recently, but less frequently. Yeah, yeah. And now it's all fortieth. Even even the the wedding ones at the time felt a little bit depressing, but in hindsight, not at all. They're still delightful. Fortieths. We'll be saying this now in the lead up to our sixtieths. Oh. It seems like just yesterday we we're doing fortieths and we were spring chickens. Yeah. Cats in the cradle in the silver spoon. <laughs> Is that appropriate? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I don't think so. We can talk about our dads, I guess. Yeah. Or we could talk about Jingle All the Way. That's a Cats in the Cradle situation, isn't it? They should have played that song in this movie. They could have. It makes sense. Do you remember there was an Ugly Kid Joe version of that song? Of course. Song? It was awesome. That was huge. I thought I loved Ugly Kid Joe. I did. Yeah. But I couldn't name any other Ugly Kid Joe song. I can. The first one that came out. What was that? I Hate Everything About You. Oh, everything about you. Yeah. yeah. Don't give a damn about your brother. Oh, no. Yeah. Wow. Had everything about <laughs> yeah, yeah. you. Okay, I think I had that on Hit Machine too. Maybe it would have been. <laughs> it was. It was a hit, man. Maybe this is a patriot idea. Going back to those compilation CDs as time oh, capsules. Oh, and just walking through them. Because Hit Machine Two was my first CD, mm. and almost every single song that I can remember on that is an artist that no longer exists in popular culture at all. Like Ugly Kid Joe, um, Ace of Base. Ace of Bass, I think, was in there. That song, the Three Little Piggies song, um, Ween. Ween. Put your little piggies yeah. Green Jelly, I think, was the Little Pig song. I don't know that. Little pig, little pig, let me in. Not by the hairs of my... Well, you know the rhyme. I guess I should sing of a different part. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first little piggy, the great ace And his daddy was the rock star. Named Pig Nugent earned his master's degree from Harvard College. Built his house from his architect knowledge. It's, it's a real novelty song, I suppose, in hindsight. Had a claymation video clip. I like claymation. You, me too. Who doesn't? Who, Who doesn't? Hey. Come on. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, yeah, Wayne was in there. Uh, what's his fucking name? Abby Dabby's. Peter Andre. Peter Andre is in there. I know he's, he's, his career has since evolved, but. Um, Mysterious Girl or. Funky Junkie. Ah, that was earlier. Yeah. Is this just us singing one line from... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This Patreon idea writes itself. Yeah, well, no one's going to pay for it now. Yeah, I think it's because it's behind a paywall too. Maybe we can get away with some copyright. Well, maybe I'll give that to myself. <laughs> In case the copyright police are listening. I mean, they're obviously not because our theme song is... Well, I should stop again. Um <laughs> 1996. What a year. <laughs> so thematically, yeah. I'm doing my best to tie these in thematically. It, it's tenuous most times. Whatever. This time it's a little more uh, direct. Tenuous? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go through uh, some of the big toys of Christmas in 96. Because uh, yeah. Uh, as you... May or may not remember this film sort of centres around the, the attempted procurement, yeah, of a hot item at Christmas, yeah, materialism associated with all that, which we're going to get into. But yes. for now, 
let's have a little run through some of the big presents of 1996 Christmas. Yeah. Tonight's top ten. Um, miniature <laughs> beanie babies. Oh, yeah, yeah, some beanie babies. <laughs> Is that your Paul Schaefer? That was my Paul Schaefer. <laughs> that was terrible, wasn't it? You remember those? Uh, I don't. He just does that sometimes too. What do you think, Paul? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, you don't know these? You've never had a beanie baby? We need a Paul Schaefer button. <laughs> what do you think, Paul? <laughs> it's happening. Sorry, we did get some requests for what that other button could be, but I don't know if any of them beat Paul Schaefer. <laughs> he doesn't talk like that either. Um, oh, this is also your last time with the buttons then, Greg. I'm gonna, I was saying to Tristan oh, beforehand, I'm I'm gonna, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> does that mean we can both have buttons? Yeah. Double the, but, double the capacity. Okay, well then we can have wow. Paul Shavers. We can have all kinds we of can things. Have, we can even keep the... Toasty. Yeah, why not? Why not? Toasty could have a role. Um, continue. Uh, so we got here, Cabbage <laughs> Patch Snack Time Kids. That's interesting. I'm going to reference that there's later. A, there's a picture here of a cabbage patch with a crinkle cut chip sticking out of its mouth. Oh. It's kind of gross. All right. I mean, I like crinkle cut for the record. Oh, yeah, I know they're too. controversial. Yeah. More oh, surface area. What about the Bell's Hot Chicken crinkle cuts where they put the Old Bay seasoning on there? Oh. <sighs> oh. Man, I do love some Bell's. Yeah. Uh, Sky Dancers, they look pretty shit. Uh, come on, let's. We need a heavy. We need a heavier hitter here. Yeah. What about a little Elmo? Yeah, big one. Big Elmo, one. tickle me, Elmo. We've covered that as a memberberry in itself. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Huge. So that was a big one. Tamagotchi. Those were big. Did you have one? Nah, I on. had one. Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> I, um, there was something wrong with mine. <laughs> it kept dying. <laughs> yeah, no, time sped up or something. And so he kept pooing and then just died because dysentery. Yeah, I guess it's so Japanese. To, it was it to, was to have that as an option. It was de- we'll talk about it with this movie, but it was definitely one of those things where I only got one because I guess I thought I was supposed to get one, and I didn't really understand why it was good, but I just yeah. went with it because you know how the kid in this movie says like, "If I'm the only one that doesn't have it," yeah, it was a bit of that. Oh, there's there's some really interesting dynamics. Like, yeah, and- I don't really get this. It just poos a lot. I've got a dog. Like, <laughs> Yeah, a real one. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, all right. I'm going to go straight to the big one now. Mm. Number one present as voted by you and me now <laughs> of 1996, Nintendo 64. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, that's Fucking right. special time. Did you, so, did you get one? No, I didn't. So, Do you remember your first experience with one? Yeah. Do you know I had that – I've probably talked about this before. For some reason, I just – when people were zigging, I liked to zag. Oh, okay. And I think my logic honestly was if if a couple of my mates have Nintendo 64s, oh, about this. I should get the, the other, other one. one. Yeah. So then we've got – but then obviously – There's know, some flawed logic in that then you don't get to swap games. It's terrible logic. <laughs> you don't get to swap games. You have to have the other one. Yeah. So what was a Sega, Sega Mega Drive? That had been a Mega Drive? What was it at that point? Maybe what a, was the Sega? Was it the Mega Drive? Sega Saturn. Or Sega Dreamcast? Uh, I don't know, man. What was the equivalent? That's weird. Why? It must have been Sega Saturn. Are you thinking of Super Nintendo versus Sega Mega Drive? Maybe. Maybe. 64 was after that, wasn't 64 it? 64 was when it, you were first able to move in 3D space. As Bond, right? Yeah, as Bond, as, as a little 
Italian plumber. Um, as as a jet skier, that was the big oh, one. Oh, what was that? A wave race. Ooh. That was huge. So basically I didn't get one, certainly not for Christmas. Uh, I didn't get one for a while, but my da- I didn't live with my dad, but he had brought one home from work. He worked at Phillips and they had some kind of brand partnership and he'd gotten a Nintendo 64. That's pretty red hot. Yeah, and so at my dad's house there was one. I think maybe he was just borrowing it too, so I don't even know if it was like a final thing. But it had Mario and Wave Race and I remember firing that thing up and just... Genuinely mind-blowing it felt. It felt yeah. absolutely mind-blowing. Graphics will never get better. Yeah, and just it's it's such a paradigm shift in terms of just what a video game even is because traditionally it's just in a video game or at least in a Mario video game you 2D. run from the left to the right and that is what it is and that's how it's been for however long. And now you can run forward. It was just mind-blowing. Wow. It was a real wow. And then the wave race game and the water was translucent and it's like, whoa. How? How? And then eventually I got one. It's like being on holiday in an island paradise. Yeah. And then I had to save up for one. That was what was going on. And then and then it was going to take me a long time. And then one day there was some special offer where you could get $100 cash back. And then I, I realized I have enough money now with the $100 cash back. And we went that day to Target or something and I got it. And it was just like mind-blowing. Wow. Yeah, it was... I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have similar memories. It was just new game consoles now. Maybe it's also my age, <laughs> but it's they're not. They just get incrementally better. Whereas that was quite a revolutionary step mm, mm. that was kind of mind blowing. Yeah, it was a giant leap. Yeah, it was like I'm, I'm experiencing magic. Like mm. this is unbelievable. <sighs> I want to get a Nintendo 64 now. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, yeah. It's a big year for. Materialism. Yeah, it certainly is. It certainly is, Greg. Um, speaking of materialism, big year of the box office too. Mm-hmm. You got Independence Day up there. Wow. Welcome to Earth. We haven't done that. Yeah, we should really do that. That's kind of a textbook double impact movie mm. in a lot of ways. Not that Paggy, but, you know, Twister, Mission Impossible. Ah, Twister. The Rock. Jumanji. No Jumanji. Oh, no Jumanji. We've done a lot in 96, by mm, the way. Mm. This is this is why this is one of the years that I think you might struggle to find more information on. The Birdcage, which we've done, Romeo and Juliet, Mars Attacks, Trainspotting, The Quest. We've done a lot of 1996. But do you know what came in at number 24 in 1996? The Jingle All The Way. Yes, The Jingle All The Way. Put my cookie down. <laughs> Who told you clean my cookies? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for the longest time, I didn't realize that was from this Me? movie. Well, until we watched it. Ah, I watched it last year and I think that was when I realized. I, yeah, I, I think I did too and I forgot again. I feel like we only knew it from the soundboard thing that we found on the internet years ago. Correct. E-bombs <laughs> yeah. world. Yeah. <laughs> what a website. I wonder what E-bombs up to. Uh, it's probably porn. I hope so. <laughs> oh, uh, maybe I'd know it. Yeah, yeah I, think, uh, I think I'd know it. <laughs> Check your browser history. Um, Jingle All The Way 
came out in November of 1996, as one may expect. Budget of $75 million, gross of $129 million. Uh, not a huge, relative to budget, not a huge number. Quite a big budget for a Christmas movie, you might think as well. Yeah. I think $20 million of I was that went say, to Arnold. Yeah, you yeah. got Arnold. Arnold in there doing things. There was some turbo time stunts. <laughs> the flying. Rock'em Sock'em Jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> and that realistic voice box that says, it's turbo time. It was that bit is gold. I had Arnie to look it up again off. today because I it's not a movie I frequent often, so I don't know these lines. So I, had, I just went on YouTube before to like refresh There's my good, memory. People were skipping ahead, but there is some good. <laughs> so many. We're lines skipping ahead, but things we're going to repeat for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> 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 critic score of seventeen percent, uh, audience score of thirty eight. Is that double? Uh, so it's got to be close to. Some two, something near that. If only <laughs> we could figure that out. Um, <clears throat> critic consensus, Arnold Schwarzenegger tries his best, but Jingle All the Way suffers from an uneven tone, shifting wildly from a would-be satire on materialism to an antique slapstick yuck fest. Yes. Hmm. Not the worst one I've ever heard. A yuck uh, fest. <laughs> well, yuck fest is weird, weird way to finish, but uh, mm. everything else, you know what, I, it's hard to disagree with some of that. Mm. Was it a big one for you, Greg, though? Nah. Back in, yeah, same. <laughs> nah. And at first I was like, well, obviously it wasn't big for me at the time. 96, like I was over it at that point. Uh, 96, I was only 12. Like granted I wouldn't be watching it through the lens of like, wow, Turbo Man like the kid. But you'd think there would be some appeal, but no, nah, wasn't interested. What year did um, True Lies come out? Good question. Because that's kind of, I think maybe like, I want to say like 97. 94. Whoa. That's crazy. Maybe we watched it in 97. No, well, we probably watched it in 95. We would have watched yeah. it. We were, I think I saw True Lies of the Movies. Oh, the, okay. No, have we not done True Lies? Well, I love to, this podcast. There's so <laughs> many movies. Well, to be honest, I've thought, I've thought of it a lot of times in terms of how to get to the shortlist, but I'm worried that there's not many proper classic Arnold left mm. if we – I mean, there's classic as in like – you know, fun, yeah. silly ones. But in terms of like real, you know, we've done Total Recall, The Terminators. Mm, yeah. And I'm, I'm scared of doing that. And then it's like, we've, I mean, there's other Arnold movies, but oh, we have man. We've got a little bit. We've got Conan. Oh, true. Yeah. There's two. <laughs> we've got. The Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> I couldn't remember what it was called. End of days. I think it's called Thomas Aquinas. I don't think it's very good. Yeah, it's, uh, but uh, I liked it then. But I it's got Gabriel Byrne. Could he almost tell you it's not class. very good. Yeah, it does. Um, what were we talking about? Ah, uh, some movie. <laughs> we are talking about um, our memories of a little film called. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, we don't have many. I don't have many. I think uh, I watched it. I think I'd caught it on TV here and there over the years. And then I think I watched it properly for the first time last year. Also, I thought because I did not remember the ending at all when I watched it this time. Um, and I was a bit underwhelmed when I watched it last uh-huh. year. <laughs> and, um, I mean, I posted a video of me watching this last night and a few people replied like, oh, classic. So no offense to anyone that loves this movie. I think. Christmas movies are a bit of a different category where even more nostalgia-driven perhaps. So like there's Christmas movies I love that on paper are not good movies. So like whatever, everyone's got their their Christmas movies. So if if I'm alluding to not liking this movie, 
don't take it personally. And then Sinbad. Were you a Sinbad guy at all? Uh, a little bit. Yeah, okay. So he, I like that movie House Guest. Which is that? Is that the White House one? Is it's, there one where he's in a White House? The White House, not a White House. Uh, I don't think so. It's, it's got Phil Hartman. Oh, yeah. And it's Phil Hartman's yeah. family and he's meant to be having this important colleague come and stay with the family. Uh-huh. And there's a mix-up at the airport and uh, uh, a man of a... That's not white. Yeah. Oh, quirky. Crazy. <laughs> um, guess who's coming to dinner? Yeah. Um, meets him at... The, who's not white. Not sure <laughs> what Sinbad's... I think it's Colombian. I think he's Colombian. <laughs> uh, the joke there is a uh, friend of the show who you know as origin story guy. Octavio. Octavio looks like Sinbad. Yeah, he, he looks like Sinbad, talks like he Sinbad. He does behave like Sinbad. Behaves like Sinbad. <laughs> he's fucking Sinbad. Yeah. And I mean that as a compliment, Oki. I love Sinbad and I love you. Yeah. So I, I'd i seen him in a couple- I sent it to Oki last night, by the way. Did you? Say, okay. I love your work in Jingle All The Way. <laughs> Do you say that <laughs> racist? Uh, no, surprisingly. Oh, he saves that for me. <laughs> um, so Sinbad, I love that. It was one of those shows, so the very earliest versions of pay TV here was called Optus Vision. Oh, uh, yeah. One of our main telcos. And it was on repeat on the Comedy Channel, this show. Um, ah. So I'd love to do it on the show. Actually, I haven't seen it since. I feel like this would be similar timing too because that memory I have of playing Nintendo 64 at my dad's house, he also had early pay TV. He had all the fancy things. Yeah. And uh, it feels like it was around the same time perhaps. Anyway, maybe a um, few years earlier. Well, yeah, I can't remember when that was. It was it was a time. Yeah. Uh, so I'd seen it a lot. <laughs> it's also long ago now. It's also long ago. I'd seen it in that movie a lot. I like Sinbad. Yeah. That's long enough. I've been yeah, I didn't about like Sinbad. Didn't? Well, I didn't know him. I was like, who's this guy? You know how like, he, you have your guys? He wasn't big here. Really. Yeah, he wasn't big here. Was he big there? I think he there was bigger because I think he had TV shows and stuff. Yeah. But he wasn't big here and a bit like when I realised when I was young and I realised Steve Martin wasn't Leslie Nelson, I, I sort of rejected him a little bit. I kind of felt a bit similar with Sinbad, like Sinbad, he's not a thing, who's Sinbad? Mm. But no, more on that later because, you know, he's quite delightful in this. Um, but, yeah, not a big movie for me. Yeah. Uh, an interesting one to cover. Yeah. For the pod. It's a worthy Christmas special Exactly. It came out in our time frame and it's a Christmas movie. We're, tick, we're Lap tick. Pack guys. Wow. Oops. And it's Christmas. La, a Lap Pack Christmas. Oh, there you go. You got an astute. Thank you, uh, Frankie. Yeah, it's a Lap Pack Christmas. Like, what do you want? Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get into the I'm origin story. very curious about this origin story. Origin story. Makes it bad. <laughs> it's, um, it's a little different to what I expected. I had imagined the the pitch for this movie is Arnold, mm. you know, he's, he's fought Terminators, he's fought Predators, mm-hmm. he's fought the, the, the bad guys and over there. Uh, Dylan, he's, uh, no, there's a friend, he's, Dylan's a good guy. Well, Dylan did uh, me the me kind of. They, they told me, uh, um, who's the other guy? Many, uh, Bennett, you know, he's fought many people. Mm-hmm. But now he must fight the ultimate opponent. The commercialization of Christmas. <laughs> you know, you, I thought that the joke of this movie, I thought, well, which probably wasn't the marketing, but the joke of this movie, I thought in the conception was that, like, oh, he's, you know, he's, we've seen him take on these guys, but can he beat the crowd mm. at the mall on Christmas Eve? Um, 
A worthy pitch, I would argue. Yeah, it'd be a little bit. It'd go a further way to explain his physique. Yeah, because exactly, and so based on this origin story, uh, it's it wasn't like an Arnold project. It wasn't written for Arnold. No. It was meant to be an ordinary guy. Did they just have too much money to pay an actor? Yeah, <laughs> an actor. <laughs> well, The Rock wasn't around yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh. He gets his kids some Zao energy drink. Yeah, yeah. Do you know that's the number one energy drink seller in the country? Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> That's pretty good rock, man. That was the first attempt? Yeah. It's good. And last. <laughs> we'll see about that. I've had a Red Bull rock, so. That's not America's fastest growing energy drink. It's about pride. It's about power. <laughs> Put it in the hours. <laughs> and take what's ours. It might as well be. Oh, there you go. That's kind of oh, how that's it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's the actual words. And then he has this part in that rap where he does the thing that rappers do as a joke, like could, would, should. He does that with three words that don't mean anything, like altercation, like just says words. Indentation. 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 Yeah. Extrapolation. <laughs> it's like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Words. They're words. <laughs> Good. Word. Should. Terramata. Um, We like The Rock in some ways. I like The Rock. I like The Rock. I'd like to be friends with The Rock. I just... I just, let, I'll get this out of the way at the He's top. too busy to be our friend. He's, he's too busy to be our friend. And if I haven't said it before, I'll make it very clear now. I like The Rock, but uh, I think what we're both responding to here is this uh, commerce over creativity here. Mm. You know, like... Uh, His Insta feed is, a, is an ad. It's just a commercial for brand rock, brand Terramano. Brand. And yes, you could say that about everyone's Instagram feed to a degree, but I've never seen him be passionate about a project from a creative point of view. Just goes straight to the so numbers. So it's about to be number one, to be number one, mm. to be number one. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> and Will Smith was the same and he's rebranding now into way too much personal information. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know there's a petition? To get them to stop to interviewing. Get Jada and Will to stop interviewing. <laughs> stop these, you know, one-on-one deep interviews into their life. Oh, uh, Just yeah. stuff like, oh, my God, it's pretty funny. So I guess if that's the alternative, maybe don't change, Rock. Maybe, yeah. you're, maybe you're all right. We, like, um, we respect The Rock for sure. <laughs> okay, back on back on this movie. It was written by a man named Randy Cornfield. <laughs> Corn spelt with a K. With a K. So. Doom, doom. Can you just put in a little doom, doom? Yeah, I'll do, do that. Do you know the one I mean? I know the one you mean. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so apparently... He was inspired by items like the Cabbage Patch Kids. Mm, so it was interesting you that you brought that up in 96 as being these sellout items, which was on the Wikipedia for this movie. And I thought, Cabbage Patch Kids? <laughs> the fuck were they that big? And I Googled it. Fuck, apparently they were. Yeah. So in 1982, Cabbage Patch Kids for three consecutive years, 82, did I say 82? 82, Cabbage Patch Kids set toy industry sales records for three years in a row. Wow. And, and then apparently there were Cabbage Patch Riots. Well, oh, yeah, the, the, the Patch Riots of 82. I think so. 83 it was. Oh, yes. So I got this little um, bit I stole from Wikipedia. The Cabbage Patch Riots were a series of violent customer outbursts at several retail stores in the United, in the United States in the fall and winter of 1983. That year, Cabbage Patch Kids had been released for sale in the United States, causing a tremendous demand for the product. Most stores at the time typically only stocked between two and 500 of the product 
Yet with thousands of customers surging the store, attempting to obtain one of the dolls, many fought with other customers in other uh, in order to obtain one of the products. Sears, J.C. Penney, Macy's. I like to think that I Kmart. would that I would never do that. Agree. I just can't see myself Agree, doing man. it. Agree, man. Agree. And if you don't like a kid, man. I mean, I can say this without having kids, so I don't. You know, I've got some questions on this later, but I want to mess it immediately. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just, like, I've heard some of the Arnold's that get done, like that guy you sent me on TikTok who, yeah. close your eyes and it's 100% Yeah, so Arnold. good. So when we do our Arnold, just so you know, peeps, we don't think we're doing, we're not, na- we know we're not nailing it. It's just fun. It's just fun. Yeah. It's we're like, here, we're, it's the, like, we're here for the bands. It's like when you see a bad dad say, he's like, not, he's not a good dancer, he's a bad dancer, but he's having a good time yeah. doing it. Yeah. Thank you. That was a good. <laughs> very astute on your part. <laughs> Um, so that happened. <laughs> uh, I prefer Garbage Pail Kids. Remember Garbage Pail Kids? Of course. Kids? Yeah, they were cool. I didn't even know there I've was I've got a difference. bunch of them at home. Do, Do you? I oh, you should check. They could be worth something. The cards. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, I looked through my basketball cards recently. I've got all I think the internet ones. has ruined the scarcity too. Yeah, that's a good point. I'd like to do a uh, deep dive on that. I wonder if like prices for rare things like that have gone down because of the internet or gone up because more people collect. I don't know. Save that for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's we're going we're <laughs> steer away, veer to the left. I mean, this is a movie where I think um, there's going to be some detours this episode. Oh, we're proving that right now. <laughs> Expect more. Come with a newer. Come with newer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, we haven't done that movie either. <laughs> uh, and apparently, Cornfield himself. <laughs> Witnessed a Cornfield similar chase. Dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite song off the Interstellar album. Ah, Hans Zimmer, Cornfield Chase. People, do yourself a favor. Oh, if, yeah. you, if you got a deadline, it just hurries you up. <laughs> Maybe I should play that now. Not for you, for us. Ah, yes. Uh, <sighs> where am I? Because a Cornfield. Oh yeah, so Cornfield witnessed himself um, with Power Rangers toys. This this similar. Mm. Um, Phenomena. Um, phenomena. And someone else did too. Uh, Mr. Chris, Chris Columbus. Columbus. <laughs> no, Christopher. No. Wouldn't that be funny? It'd be crazy. <laughs> what, would, what toys would they be fighting? Oh, America. <laughs> <laughs> he was less fighty, more takey. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Um, but he had a similar experience with Buzz Lightyear toys. Neck Minute, his producer on this movie. Uh, he, re- he rewrote it a little bit to make it more of a satire about the commercialization of Christmas, questionable. Um, certainly references it, but yeah. you call this a biting satire. No, it um, skims across the surface like a like a, a little pebble on a It on almost a is like, like, isn't it great? Isn't it great how it could be, like, isn't it great that this kid knows the, the ad word for word and he wants it just because his friends want it? Isn't that great? No, it's not great. Anyway, he hires Brian Levant to direct what do we know Brian from? You don't. No, you do a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Problem Child 2, Beethoven, Flintstones. Um, a whole section of his Wikipedia is director video. So like with the title director video. So he, he, he's, he's done a lot of uh, sequels, Yeah, I would say. I wonder if he did Jingle All the Way 2 with Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> did you see that when you searched these on did. Disney Plus? Yeah. I, did. I got excited for half a second when I saw there was a sequel and then. 
that it wasn't dull for someone? If I shame? didn't have a, the week I'd had, I maybe would have given it half an hour. I didn't even watch the – usually I at least watch the, the trailer. trailer. Mm. I didn't even do that. Um, <laughs> that's our commitment to the podcast. I did Sorry. Google Larry the Cable Guy's net worth though. Oh, what's he going? Because he was he's in the Cars movies. He's like 100 mil. I think he's in the Cars movies. He's worth like $100 million. Yeah, good for him. Fucking I don't guy, know who man. you are, but yeah. He's one of those ones that didn't translate over here. Like, yeah, yeah, there's plenty of them. America's a big place. Yeah. You don't care about a minnow market like Australia when you've cracked America. Yeah, who cares? No one. No one cares about us. That's cool. That's all right. Save Australia. Yeah. But again, I'm going to quote this because it's interesting because these intentions they set in the upfront, I want to I want to articulate them here because we can refer back to whether they actually achieve these. So, so Brian Levent said, the story uh, that was important to me was between the father and son. It's a story about love. It's about pride. It's about power. And a father's journey to deliver it in the form of a Turbo Man doll. Mm. The fact that I got to design a toy line and do the commercials and make pyjamas and, and comic books was fun for me as a filmmaker. But at its root, the movie's about something really sweet. Mm. Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> it's about love and building a better family. I think that's consistent with everything I've done. Mm. Very astute. Mm. Astute on, on your part. <laughs> Sorry, we don't we we don't get out very often <laughs> yeah. to record these days. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Um, Good luck with the editing, champ. Yeah, and so like I said, this was this uh, for all the reasons we just said. This was not built around Arnold the persona so much as I mean, I guess the casting idea probably came from that sort of idea, but not inherent in the script. And um, he was actually kind of lucky to be cast because I didn't realise this, but he was supposed to be in Planet of the Apes, mm-hmm. but then it got delayed and so he was free to do this. Yeah, but then didn't do Planet of the Apes. No, he got, he got Marky Mark doing it instead. How are you doing? What? A monkey's taking over the world? What? There's so many monkeys here. Wait, oh. this is Earth? Oh, my God. No, oh, wait. Is it Earth for them? I don't know. I never saw that one. What day is it? <laughs> you didn't? I did because I had a real crush wait, on Wait, Abraham Lincoln is an ape? Ape Lincoln? I just remember that ending. Yeah, I don't remember that. I remember Estella Warren. Do you remember her? No. She's the female lead in it. The monkey? No, that's um, Helena Bonham yeah, Carter. that's right. Uh, Estella Warren was this beautiful, I think she was a hot, I think she was a high diver. No. I think she might have been, like a Canadian high diver. She probably saw Expo 88 and was inspired. 100%. And she's like phenomenally, impossibly beautiful. Ah, yes. Um, so she was cast in that, but she... As a monkey. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go, how to get a monkey? Uh, no, she was just a babe with this face. Imagine if in the casting there's, you know, like, yeah, no, you think you're perfect for the monkey. Monkey, <laughs> monkey, <laughs> monkey, <laughs> human. Going through the headshot. Monkey. Babe, monkey. Mm, okay. Good makeup in that Tim movie. Tim Roth is scary. He's good. Movie. Yeah, there's some good shit in that movie. I have seen it, Tim I think. Roth is I think it's one of those movies I've put on but haven't paid attention to. Yeah. And he's great in it. Um, Bish Bash Bosh, you go yourself a movie. Oh, so I've got some precasties, sorry. Oh, Just yeah. Just one. Columbus initially wanted Joe Pesci as Myron, as Octavio. As, yeah. yeah. Okay, Sinbad. Yeah. Which is pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different... Yeah, apparently oh. I think they ended up going Sinbad because there's kind of some mirroring of height and that kind of thing. Yeah, he's it feels a like an even a fair fight. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more. But let's get into the let's play the trailer. Yeah. 
every holiday season, there's one toy everyone has to have. I want the Turbo Man action figure with the arms and legs that move, and the Walter Warren jetpack, and the boomerang shooter. Getting it is every child's dream. Whoever doesn't can be a real loser. Finding it. You got the doll, right? Is this father's nightmare? I'll get that toy. I promise. Whoa! Nothing like waiting till the last minute, Howard, sir. Especially on Christmas Eve. Christmas spirit. The last one just left. Now, it's two fathers. This is war. One mission. <laughs> oh, the baby. <laughs> and every man for himself. I think maybe, though, know, we could join up as a team. You know, like, like Starskin Hutch. We're late delivery of Turbo Man at Toy Wars. Let's go. Is there a problem, officer? <laughs> you can never do too much to make a child's Christmas magical. Hey, buddy. From the director of Mrs. Doubtfire. You want a Turbo Man for Christmas? Forget it. I'm not going to sit in your lap. Tony, show me. That was taken this morning. And from the director of the Flintstones. Don't open that up. No, no, no. Of course, there's uh, some assembly required. You know what you guys are? Nothing but a bunch of sleazy con men in red suits. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sinbad. I work for the post office and I'm unstable. Tell him. This man is totally insane. Thank you. Christmas comes but once a year. Jingle all the way. You picked the wrong day. Good trailer. Great trailer. What happened in this movie, Greg? Okay, am I doing a synopsis? You sure are. Okay. Okay. So Tristan, like most Minneapolis immigrant mattress salespersons, <laughs> Howard Langston is a workaholic. A Howard. Howard Langston. Back More on that later. In many ways, you'd say he was obsessed. Yeah. His obsession? Providing the best for his yeah. family. And as we can all relate to, when you're in a busy period of work, it's hard to juggle all your priorities, okay? Yeah. Definitely. It's hard to multitask. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to keep track of time. Yeah. Time. Uh-huh. Time. Damn. So, poor Howard, he's starting to lose the rhythm of the juggle of the balls. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's got many number one customers. Yeah, you're my number one customer. <laughs> it doesn't sound anything like that. <laughs> he's starting to lose sight of the most important ball in the air up there, Tristan. It's a family. Yeah. Familia. Yeah. So he misses his son's big karate grading. Not great. Yeah, not good. He backs that up with realizing that he actually hasn't even bought the present he said he was going to buy. For his son. And he thinks he's mad because now he knows what his son wants. Yeah. That, that, yeah. But he was meant to buy that too. He meant to buy Idiot. A couple of weeks ago. Idiot. Don't know why the wife couldn't buy it. <coughs> uh, <laughs> What's she been doing? I don't know. Whinging? <laughs> whinging a lot. <laughs> so now it's Christmas Eve. He's got to like drop everything and get this doll. So he sort of fakes the fact that he's going to work. Mm. 
you know, and there's a tension there. He's doing a lot of work. He's got to work Christmas Eve. Well, Christmas Eve, it's a work day, people. A lot of work. Anyway, another. I used to work right up until midnight Christmas Eve when I was a big W because it technically wasn't a holiday. It's not a holiday. Most people are working. They have to pay me extra. Most people are working. And you know what I would do? I think I mentioned this before. On Christmas Eve, my job was to take down all the Christmas signage. Isn't that so sad? On Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve and put up back to school. Oh, that's so low. Yeah. It was sad. I was a sign guy. Yeah. Well, you're tall. Yeah. Well, I had a ladder, but yeah. Well, still. <laughs> you're, you're taller than a short person on a ladder. Hey, it's true. You're very astute on your part. Yeah, no, thank you. It's very astute on your part. So it's Christmas Eve. He drops everything to go out and get this toy. On Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. <laughs> and guess what? He meets a nice postal worker, a gentleman in the same predicament. Yeah. I must say, he's a bit of a dick to, to Oki. Yeah. Sinbad, postal worker gentleman. Yeah. Uh, when ultimately they just want the same thing. They're just trying to get this toy for their kid. So they basically go head-to-head trying to secure this coveted doll, uh, which is sold out everywhere. Meanwhile, back at El Rancho Langston, yeah. you got... Troy McClure trying to pass one on your <laughs> on your missus, putting up the Christmas tree with your wife, <laughs> putting the star on the tree, like boundaries, people. <laughs> so this poor guy, he's working his ass off for his family. Meanwhile, his wife is flirting. Well, so she's rejecting it, but she's letting this guy in the house. Yeah, he's ready to butter her bread. <laughs> Better to bake her cookies. Bake her cookies. At uh, 180 for 12 to 15 minutes. She's ready to custard her pudding. (laughs) 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 Wow. That's pretty graphic. You know what I think about a lot? I was like, I need a Christmas one. (laughs) You know what I think about a lot, Craig? I'm moving to New York and I'm interviewing for various roles. (laughs) Yeah. I mentioned that I have a podcast. Yeah. And then I wonder, what if they listen to it? <laughs> <laughs> you got the goddamn job. So custarding her pudding, Tristan. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? Uh, anyway, continue. Sorry. Uh, i got to say, you know, like he's having a hard time doing his best yeah. to provide the American dream. Uh, but he's about to find out. Yeah, about to find out. I mean, he's finding out a few things. Yeah. Uh, well, does he find out anything, ultimately? Yeah, he's found out his son's a good kid. Yeah, his son is a good kid. And his wife didn't cheat on him. Everyone else is good. He's, the rest of his family's good. I don't think he's a bad... Anyway, that's kind we of can, what it's can, about. get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying. It's all about trying. <laughs> Should have oh, tried have earlier. Yeah, well, you know, no one's perfect, I say. <laughs> Poe body's perfect. Ooh. I just realised I, I forgot to put a point in my notes. No, let's go. Okay. How did you find it? Uh, I found it a little depressing. Oh, you did? Yeah, I think um, the crux of it is, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't read this before I watched it, but for me it was a bit similar to that um, critic consensus where at first I'm like, oh, maybe this is smarter than I gave it credit for. Because when I said I watched it last year, like I put it on, but I wasn't really paying podcast level attention. Yeah. And um, this two, time- two, Three screening. Yeah, and this time I was watching it properly and I was like having that, yeah, it was yeah, relatively fun time and all that. And uh, I was like, well, maybe this is like a, a more of a criticism on commercialization of Christmas. Not that like we're fucking communists or something, but 
uh, you know, we're not anti-capital. We work in advertising for fuck's sake. So, we're, mm. we're, you know, don't get us wrong. But there are some there are some interesting implications from capitalism, especially around Christmas. And I thought, oh, okay, this is interesting. Are they actually going to critique that? Uh-huh. But they don't really. Like it's not a satire like it, like what Chris Columbus says he rewrote the script to be. It just kind of references these things and yeah. moves on. Like, yeah, they mm. exist and that's kind of funny. Doesn't doesn't double down. It doesn't say that's bad. There's no real lessons learned in that respect. You know, like your kid will be happy if you become Turbo Man. That's the mm. only alternative to not getting a doll. Um, but it also it's, the kid's not at fault here by any means. Just a kid. Even though he'd go on to be the Dark Lord. What? Darth Vader. He's, he's young Anakin. Oh, yeah. In, um, of course. Phantom Menace. Wow. Phantom Menace. Crazy. Yeah. And he's pretty good in this. I feel sorry for that kid because Star Wars fans are the worst. That Everyone hates him. Really? Yeah, and they're so mean to him. It's a fucking kid. Well, not anymore. Wow. But, um, That's pretty heavy. Yeah, people are the worst, man. Did Jim Jam Bonks wanted to kill himself. Yeah. It's fucked up. Mm. There's a great, there's a great, great, there's a great line which people use often in our industry as a good example of an insight, which is no one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. And, oh, and it's exactly that point of like they fucking love Star Wars and they hate all the, they just hate so much, so much hate. Mm. Oh, anyway, mm. I digress, Greg, I digress. We do, we're, we're digressing a lot today, but. Yeah, and then similarly, I think uh, whatever. I don't. I don't care. My Christmas movie doesn't have to be a biting satire on fucking capitalism. That's okay. Whatever. But then, in addition to that, Arnold's character is a bit shit. He's, he's not. He's not killing this dad thing, and his poor wife too. Like he's kind of just not. It's Christmas Eve. Why are you yeah. asking your kid what he wants for Christmas on Christmas Eve? You haven't had that conversation before. I bet you know what you're getting, Bruce, already. Well, it's funny you mention that. Oh, yeah? Because we've got a bit of a Turbo Man situation going on um, at the moment. Oh, he wants a Cabbage Batch kid? Well, we – so Bruce Bruce is going to kindergarten next year. Oh, yeah. Because you've prep school wherever you are oh, yeah. in the country or world. He's turning – he's five, turning, going on six. Yeah. Um, and apparently for the second half of the year the kids need iPads. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I know, right? So we were like, well, let's get it to him. Let's give it to him for Christmas. Yes. That way it's <laughs> you can double it. You're going to buy it anyway. I've got to buy it anyway. I'm not going to give you. Here's a random iPad for you, son. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. He'll be pretty excited to open up an iPad. Mm. Plus it, he needs one. Yeah. Tick, tick. Makes sense. Anyway, we can't get it. There's, there's a shortage. That's great. Oh, is it because of the chip or something? It's, oh, it must be a chip thing. So there, there's a big batch and all the retailers are just waiting for Apple to release them. You can't get them anywhere. The, it's like the entry the entry level five, six hundred bucks uh, one. I wonder if it is a school thing. Fuck, those guys are smart. Anyway, so anyway. we can't get one. I'm not going to bother going out to fight Sinbad over or Oki well, for that matter. In with, yeah, check in with Oki. Maybe he knows of the whereabouts. Yeah, I could. But Oki <laughs> played American football. That's true. He's, and he's got a few kilos on me these days. I feel like he might take me down. Yeah, he probably would. He could outsmart, outmaneuver. I could outsmart. You saying I'm smarter than Oki? <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to find an angle for you, Greg. Yeah. And now you've really put my foot in it. Hey, guy. <laughs> I've got that on record. <laughs> I'll have to find something. Uh, well, how, what was your, um, how was your rewatch? I didn't mind it. 
Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Let me just say before that. Oh, yes. let, sorry. Let me say th- these are observations. At the end of the day, I know this movie is what it ain't. And the fact that it's not a criticism on capitalism or or being a bad dad, like whatever, it's a Christmas movie. And so I did have a, like, it was a fun, I had a fun time with it. Sorry, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. I didn't hate it or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, an imp- that's an important. <laughs> I came out the gate pretty negative. I just wanted yeah. to clarify that. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it's, um, it's an important clarification. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm probably more in that camp. Like I, I have, I went in with low expectations. Yeah. Um, I didn't hate it. I yeah. thought it was a cheesy, silly little sausage Christmas movie. Like most Christmas movies, let's be honest. Yeah. Like I was saying, like most Christmas movies that you like are, are probably because of an irrational attachment, like a nostalgia thing. Like it's not like many of them are that good. Yeah. Like I like. I was thinking what my favourite Christmas movies actually are and I think it's probably Home Alone and like, and uh, fuck, I forgot what the other one is. Films where the subject matter is Christmas, not like parking parking your diehard or Shane Black world. Yeah. But sorry, I totally interrupted you there. That's okay. Um, So like I like this more than Scrooged. Yeah, agree. For example. Agree, yeah. Um, Now I know I'm probably upsetting some people when I said that but to your point around uh, nostalgia with this genre. Yeah. I, I wasn't a Scroogeman growing up, nor was I this. So yeah. it's kind of like neutral and away yeah. I go. Um, I feel like the, there was a different director for the last 20 minutes. Like, yeah, because it became quite actiony, didn't it? It's quite uneven Yeah, as a, as a film. I didn't expect him because, uh, yeah, on that, I kind of either I actually hadn't seen the ending before or I just wasn't paying attention because. It's weird. He's like flying. He shit. flies, and like, and then there's like sound effects when he's hitting the ground, like bong. Yeah. He crashes into a. It turns into a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Well, that is like fuck it. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It must be because it, it was strange. It didn't need to do. If the film, I think maybe you might agree that if the film that Chris Columbus described is sounds it, sounds heaps better than this movie. Yeah. And I think even um, Sinbad, he's quite likable and not that you can kind of understand where he's coming from up until the end where he's just straight up villain, yeah. like almost killing a kid. Yeah. And then, but he wasn't like, he's not that bad. He, he was trying to go, he said to Arnie at the beginning, he's like, hey, we're both on the same path here. Why don't, yeah. we, why don't we double down on this together? Yeah. Join forces to problem solve here, which is a great idea really. Yeah. And Arnie's like, nah. Yeah. And runs off. He, so we can unpack that a bit more, but yeah, like it, it, it almost feels like he's a um, good guy villain with really white teeth. They're too much, <laughs> very white. I noticed that too. He looks like Firmino for the football fans out there. Are you familiar <laughs> with him? No, some attacking midfielder for Liverpool. Is this a fake teeth? Scenario? He's got the most comical. Hang on, let me. I got. You went to you. Turkey for a long weekend or whatever. Is that what the English people do? Right? Do they? Well, this guy probably paid bulk because. Man, if I was rich and getting new teeth, I'd straight up get like gold teeth or something. Look at those. Have a little scroll. Well, they're technically good when you like go in because you know sometimes they look like one piece with just yeah. a crease instead of a gap. Oh, look, I'm sure they cost like a hundred thousand pounds yeah, or right. something, but they're very white. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, because a lot of what uh, Sinbad is doing is not that bad. He's kind of just doing the equivalent of what Arnold is doing up until the end then he's kind of just evil. But uh, like I feel like it would have been a better ending if there was some kind of like meeting in the middle of something or like 
you know, we're not so different, you and I. Um, you know, some mm. kind of. Yeah. Because he's not actually bad. Is no, he? he's like the same. <laughs> he's the same. That's the whole point. He's the same. It's not white. Is that where they're getting that? I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> is this a racist movie? Uh, um, maybe. Nah, maybe it's so. anti-postal workers. Well, that too, isn't it? Yeah. Because the mail never stops. It just keeps coming and coming and coming. There's never a let up. It's relentless. Every day it piles up more and more and more and you've got to get it out. But the more you get out, the more it keeps coming in. And then the barcode reader breaks and it's published. It's clearing house. All right, all right, all right. I feel bad for the wife too in this. He's not, he's not a great husband. He's trying. Is Isn't he though? He? He's yeah. trying this day. He obviously hasn't tried leading up to this at any point. I told you he's been buried in the mattress game, baby. <laughs> You know who's been buried in the mattress game? Fucking neighbor. Man, that's the bad guy. That's the bad guy. And the whole joke there is great. Phil Hartman's character being such an ordinary borderline Ned Flanders type, but it's like, I will fuck your wife. Yeah. Like, I will do it. Don't make me I've got don't just make, back me into a quarter and fuck my way out. Like it's like Jason Schwartzman's character in <laughs> Funny people. But he's like, and all the wives love him. All that is great. I love yeah. that so much. More of that. You yeah, can't have good. that as the main character because it, it works better on the side. But it's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Because when I was thinking of recasts and stuff, I kept thinking of things like Ben Stiller as Arnold's character and Owen Wilson as that. But Owen Wilson's too much of a babe. So, like, it works. The ordinariness of a Phil Hartman just makes it work so well. He's such an ordinary dad. Like mm. I can imagine him in his New Balance shoes and ill-fitting chinos. Like he's that he's just such a definitely that he's not a like it's not an ugly human or anything. Don't get me wrong, but he's just a normal guy. He's not like a mega. It's not like your next door neighbor's Ricky Martin or something. <laughs> that was the first one that came to my mind. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> he's dreamy. He yeah, but he's he wouldn't. Bang your wife. <laughs> You'd be fine. <laughs> you might be in trouble. Yeah, Ricky. Or you know. Troubles, maybe not trouble at all. Um, so yeah, I love, I love that. I love, <laughs> I love his whole character. That whole joke. That's strong. It's yeah. almost like because this movie overall isn't as, isn't that big. I kind of wish that joke was saved for another movie. I guess someone else can do it someday. But that that whole subplot, mm. I just love it so much. Yeah. All the mums are like they're frothing, <laughs> and he's banging half of them. It seems like it, right? I, and then and then you. I got real sad because I was like, oh wait, where's his wife? What happened? He doesn't say, right? Doesn't say. What yeah. about the kid like, oh, hey, you want your parents to get divorced? He goes, That's where that's where my dad became a good bloke. I'm like, what's the why do they Wait, what? It's what he says. The the other the oh. Phil Hartman's son is like, Yeah, you need your dad to get a divorce because my dad was a jerk before he got divorced. Oh. And then that's kind of it. That's where they that's where they leave that. Well, it's more because, again, like with the – they touch on these things. Like the kid is reciting the whole commercial for this toy. The kid is saying he kind of gets to the point of he only really wants it because all his friends want it. Mm. At no point do they kind of circle back on that as like it's probably not a good thing, is it? Mm. In the same way they say a line like that and never come back to it. That sounds like it's probably not that good. Um, so it's it's interesting. It is interesting. I guess it's a subtle art satire because maybe one could argue that's all you need maybe and you... Just to reference it. Yeah, but I don't know. Something about it. It's not, there's no lessons learned anyway. There's I, a I lesson learned. The, the Christmas, okay. he, the gift, the, the gear, the season of giving. <laughs> well, 
How did you turn into Adam Sandler? I'm not sure. <laughs> is this the least Arnie role is, you've ever seen? Yes. Like uh, So funny you should say that because I was thinking recasties were coming in very easily and I thought, why is this? And I thought, oh, because he's horribly miscast. Because, <laughs> you know, sometimes you're like, oh, it's so hard. How can not think of anyone else? He's, he embodies this role so well. But this one, he's, yeah. he's, he's a funny guy. Like you see him in, in real life, he's a funny guy. He's proper funny. His timing in this is all weird. He's just, it's awkward like weird this, this, 80s sitcom delivery. Yeah. You're my number one customer. You expect like a laugh track Yeah, after where's that. the canned laughter? Yeah. And so I've got a thought on this, Greg. Don't know if you intentionally set up a segue here, Greg Way. Who knows? <laughs> We'll but never know. that line of thinking got me to something because, like I said, initially I was thinking, well, he's an ordinary guy. He doesn't need to be Arnold. You should give him an, replace him with an ordinary guy like a Ben Stiller type or something and whatever. But then I was like, wait, 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 hold on a second. Or you double down and, you know, again, maybe from a marketing point of view, the narrative was, you know, he's fought the Terminators for the Predator now he's fighting, uh, you know, whatever. Double down on that and don't have him be a fucking mattress salesman. Have him be a John Matrix type. Someone who, an extraordinary character who goes out and kills the bad guy but he comes home at Christmas, this guy that can handle any situation yeah, yeah, can't handle getting the doll. Like that's the movie. Yeah. And then you have the whole lap pack in there. It makes, and then it makes sense. Then it makes sense that he's like, so John Matrix comes back or, or even fucking. Uh, Predator guy. John McClane. Maybe you have Bruce Willis instead and it's like Die Hard 4. <laughs> And Mate, well, ten or whatever we're up to. Story by yeah, and he comes back and it's like he's he's beaten Hans Gruber, he's beaten Hans Gruber's brother, he's beaten many other similar types of people. Can't you get can't, a fucking Christmas doll. Can't get Turbo Man. Yeah, like that's the joke. That's the and I don't even mean you have to make it some R-rated thing either. I think you can still make that family, and then you cast accordingly. You keep Phil Hartman because that's the joke. Yeah. Phil Hartman's stealing like all. Yeah, any, while they're away fighting soldiers, yeah, he's exactly. like this dweeby dude. He's been there the whole time tuning your wife. Yeah. <laughs> but then I think maybe um, having Stallone as 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 uh, Sinbad is maybe too on the nose. Maybe you have a Bruce Willis or a Wesley Snipes or uh, maybe Wesley Snipes the best one. And you have Stallone and Van Damme maybe as the real Turbo Man and bad guy in that opening. As oh, like yeah. a little Easter eggy thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, maybe you have maybe a doll for someone as the Santa. You know that whole Santa Claus scene where they're all fighting. Like mm. that's a great opportunity for a lap pack cameo. But oh. basically, a lap pack Christmas. You just get is. the Expendables. Yeah, you get the whole Expendables cast, yeah. and it's what the Expendables do when it's family time for Christmas. Um, yeah, man, that's uh, I'm into that. It just makes that's sense. a fun movie. And like, there's just too much. Okay, so we we've talked. To, you know, quite a bit about how Arnie, they don't explain Arnie's background accent in a lot of films. Yeah. But that's cool. I'm down with that, whatever. But in this film he's in like suburban Minnesota. Um, He's clearly, this construct looks more like he's a, he's a, one of those families despite like the Americans. Yeah. You know, he's got. Because someone like a Sinbad in in a scenario like that would respond to his accent. Like humans would respond yeah. like, whoa, where, where the fuck are you from? Call me bastard. <laughs> you don't even like Christmas. Yeah. Why are you fighting for the talk? <laughs> the, it's it, he's, like it's Arnie. He's he's huge. Yeah. And he has a bold Austrian accent. Yeah. And you're just meant to suspend belief that he's this mattress salesman. Yeah. With a normal 
wife and kid living yeah. in suburbia. I ain't buying it. You ain't buying it. There's more going on here. That's why he took the role though. Yeah, right. I get to play the normal, normal American. Yeah. <laughs> Do I look normal? I talked in my, my chin, my pants and the chinos. <laughs> my number one customer. Yeah, anyway. That's, <laughs> that was my gripe. It was a little bit like you could have Rick Moranis playing this guy. Exactly. It, that's, it's and, you, like half-assing the joke. And then either, it's, him, a, either it's about an ordinary person or it's about an extraordinary yeah. person in an ordinary situation. Yeah, that's the like him Moranis going into Turbo Man. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, that's my dad is a hero. Not a jump. Like I believe that Arnie could probably fly around and bash most people because he's huge. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Rick Moranis becoming Turbo Man or completes an arc where he becomes his kid's hero, and maybe yeah. he's less of a jerk and he's more just inept. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's just like a dweeb. Not, not a confident dad, or he's he's just not cool. He just his, gets his son over. thinks he's not cool. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There you go. That's come a, that's on. A movie, wow. Yeah, that's a we, movie. We've given you two new options, people. All right, go Hollywoods. Go, cast. Maybe that's what the second one is. Who knows? Yeah, true. <laughs> we'll, ne- we'll never know. <laughs> I refuse to find out. Uh, would you say that Minnesota is one of the main characters of this film? Is it Minnesota? I think I believe so. Yeah, probably. So we sure is. <laughs> I say the internet would change this movie significantly. If this came out today, because oh, yeah. you just search for it and see where it's available and then Correct. if it's available nowhere, it's available nowhere or you just buy it on the resale market and just pay whatever you need to pay. Yeah. Problem solved. 100%. Even on Christmas Eve. That's what I've done with the iPad minus the, I haven't paid uh, yeah. overs. But you haven't had to go around fighting looked, Sinbad. I, I did look at a few different retailers that Carol hadn't looked at. Yeah. With the same net result. Yeah. No iPads, he's going to get something else. Yeah. Any yeah. ideas? Um, Turbo Man? Turbo Man, I think. Also, they're selling Turbo Man at JB Hi-Fi right now, 25th anniversary. That's the other thing. There was a toy tie into this movie. Of course. Which is just ironic. Um, <laughs> if, if, that, if that was The Rock in this movie, he would yeah. be, thanks for making this the number one toy this Christmas. Yeah, this is good. I like that. You just need like a little more husk in your voice, but that's hard to fake. Well, I've got to go and do some leg press first. It's a little bit deeper. <laughs> yeah. That's his high pitch. I could maybe do a good one if I'm hungover and, and to get a depth. In the husk. I was hung and tired the other day. My Arnie was like, I'm sorry, my sly oh, yeah. was comical. Good. Good. Yeah. I was just making noises. I was just uh. gurgling. Uh. But I literally can't do it unless I'm dusty. Anyway. Uh, welcome, welcome, Jetpack. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah, I like there you it. go. That's all I got. Uh, tip to the parents. Yeah. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Bruce does Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, yeah. We promote... I'm promoting that as a an alternative to karate for your kids. Do you know why? Why? No formal gradings. They just basically, when they think you're ready, they give you a little colour new belt. Ah. So you'll never miss a grading because they just happen on the spot. Well, you could still miss it, but, you know, you wouldn't plan to be there. Ah. Because I was thinking that too. He's like, what is he, three away from black belt or whatever. It's like a little kid, is he though? Because... Oh, there's kid belts and then there's adult belts. Ah, that's going to be my question. Is it a different thing? Okay, yeah. good. Okay, good. Because I, I don't want them to dilute the... The sacrosy. ...of a black belt. Yeah. Oh, we have to give a shout-out for our friend of the show, uh, Joe Worthington from uh, Bulletproof for BJJ. Oh, yeah, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Yeah. Just got his black belt last week. Ah. Very exciting. Nice. Yep, so shout-out to Joey. Yeah. 
and check out if you are, because we've got a few listeners that that dabble in in the martial arts. Yeah, we do. Uh, make sure you check out uh, his program for strength and conditioning or strength and mobility for BJJ players specifically, Bulletproof for BJJ. It's got a bunch of workouts and – A podcast, I believe. If, oh, they've got a podcast yeah. as well, of course. Yeah, check that shit yeah. out. Yeah, and they just, they just go deep on all the all the bits and pieces uh, surrounding the sport, uh, nutrition, training, um, man, the whole shebang, lots of stories in the mix. It's good stuff. So check Rock'em, it out. Welcome, suck'em, jetpacks. Yeah, him and, a, and his uh, mate who's a fellow black belt, JB. Nice. Check it out. Some of the all there's dogs and things. Oh, one more thing before we get into the verdict is uh, I did find – I didn't have a chance to watch it, unfortunately. Usually it's the first thing I watch, but for whatever reason I didn't think of it this time because I didn't think it was a movie of significance enough to have one. But there's a making of on YouTube <laughs> and it's hosted by Phil Hartman and it's got that classic like, you know, he's in a Christmas yeah. chair like, oh, hello there. Like it's yeah, it's a bit of fun. But do you reckon he – just when you were describing that, I couldn't help but think of Seth MacFarlane. Oh, uh, yeah. There's some similarities there. I just, yeah, I'm sure he, some uh, people will be offended by that, but I see. He, I know what you're getting. At. Did he channel a bit of? Phil I'm sure, I could imagine Phil Hartman being a hero of. I reckon so. That would make sense. Hey, R.I.P. Phil Hartman. Yeah, man. they've both got that silky that voice. Yeah, man, that was. Didn't rough. his wife kill him or his girlfriend or something? Yeah, yeah it's fucked up. Man, big Simpsons guy. Yeah, they had to retire all the characters. They um, Zap Brannigan in Futurama was supposed to be his voice. Oh, yeah. And then it ended up being um, that other guy that does all the other voices, Fry's voice. Fry? Um, but the – and Fry, Philip J. Fry was after, named after Phil Hartman. Phil. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That was oof, that was rough, man. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That was early days too of like uh, knowing who some of those people were. And But I remember even my mother pointing out to me at an early age that, that oh, Phil Hartman, he's – yeah. Someone you like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, damn shame. Fucking damn shame, man. He was young. He was probably younger than. Probably was. Probably younger, than, uh, younger than we are. Uh, let's get into verdict. Yeah, let's do it. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Ah! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. I would say, you know, as as a as an Arnold comedy, this is probably the shittest one. Okay. Yeah. But as an Arnold Christmas movie, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> How has he not done? Yeah, am I forgetting anything? No, he hasn't done any more, right? I feel like he could have done the Santa Claus. Well, yeah. Well, that's the other thing too, actually. That was, that was something I forgot to mention is that there was definitely the style at the time was this type of dad. Like mm. the Santa Claus, like liar, liar. Like, oh, I'm so be- I don't think this character would fly, be so easily accepted today. They'd just be like, you've been a bit of a dickhead. Whereas... <laughs> These movies, they position it as, oh, well, she, I mean, he's a workaholic, but, you know. Yeah. Oh, you know. Fuck. It's like, no, you're being a dickhead. You're harsh. I'm, <laughs> I'm still in that. Yeah. I don't have kids again, so it's easy for me to say these things. Oh. It's, and I don't work in the mattress industry. So yeah, I, I think, think that's <laughs> probably the, the bit that, yeah. that we're not grasping. Yeah. The seasonal, oh, 
stresses of mattress sales. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that December, uh, late December months would be a particular spike. I would have thought it would have been more of a Jan purchase. Why the fuck are you working on Christmas Eve? Slinging slinging beds. (laughs) Well, who knows? I mean, please, if by Mm. all means, if you are a mattress uh, salesperson, let us know. Yeah, let us know. I'm in the market, actually. I've got to get a new Oh, there you go. Mattress. Leave a review. Maybe I'll ask um, around. Yeah. But I would say also on this one, like, it's not that there's that many Christmas movies I love. I'm sure I'll watch this again in an upcoming Christmas. So there you go. Like, it's, I guess it's a rewatch in that it will be in rotation ahead of Scrooged for me yeah. moving forward. Mate. It, yeah. For me too. It was, like, it's not good, but it, but it wasn't as unsettling as parts of Scrooged. Yeah. And Christmas movies, for the most part, it's more comfort food than anything else. So it's not like I want a profound experience. It's just, yeah, let's put that thing on where tinsel. Arnold yells about tinsel. Yeah. <laughs> Rewatch for you then? Oh, like, a re- yeah. Like ish. 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 It's As, like, like, yeah. 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 Did Simpsons do it? No. Porn parody. I did not look that one up. Bechdel test. Uh, this is very opposed to the Bechdel test. Mm hmm. Very We've got a s- damn, damn opposed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> FX test. <laughs> Special effects is a pretty funny, man. They're pretty I am, bad. <laughs> I'm going to say no. Yeah, let's give it a no. Because I didn't want them in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. He flies in a jetpack. Why would that And be? bangs into a wall <laughs> and makes boing noises. Wait, this sounds pretty good now. Maybe I'm just watching this from the wrong perspective. Yeah. We didn't get, maybe we didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Recasties? <laughs> Uh, I had some of mine already. I quite like your Rick Moranis angle though. Yeah. Yeah. I thought um, Vin Diesel could have done it as well. <laughs> he sure could Because he was all about family. The Rock and Vin Diesel would be good. Oh, yeah, the baldies and rubbing their little heads together. <laughs> and because, you know, there's tension there. And, they oh, each other. of course yeah. they do. Yeah. Wow. And Vin Diesel keeps releasing these great statements that are like, as if he's rising above it but also being very petty about it. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, I'm kind of a big brother to it. <laughs> so I don't think you are, man. <laughs> you know, I, as a producer, I really needed to trigger him to get into character that way. <laughs> Did you? Into character. He's the rock. That's his character. <laughs> yeah, what, what character? <laughs> what, you got him to lift Greg his other, some eyebrows. You got him to lift his other yeah. eyebrow? Although people say because I haven't watched – I'm not a big Fast and the Furious man – but apparently his character in that movie was kind of a bit different and interesting initially and then by the time you get the Hobson Shores, Hobson Shore, it's it's the rock. Mm. He's the rock. <laughs> he did take some he did give some good weights <laughs> for those movies. He really yeah. dialed up the physique. He got huge. Those old photos of the rock now. He was we all thought he was big then. But it's it's nothing. It's he's not that big that he's no. like Marvel big back then. Now yeah. he's like a, he's went from rock to boulder. Boulders. Yeah. Um, I thought Jim Carrey could have been a good other guy. Yeah, that would be nice actually. He's pretty apt in, apt in um, Grinch-like roles and Liar Liar and such. So. Yeah, actually. And then if I was doing the Expendables cast, maybe you have an Antonio Banderas in there as like a… Puss in Boots. I'm very sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of vibe. You know how he's a bit weird in Expendables? He's like the he's, rope guy or something. I haven't really seen it much. I think I watched it on a flight. I've seen one bit where Van Damme kicks a knife into one of the Hemsworths. Yeah. It's the only bit I remember. Good bit. (laughs) 
Is that your number one? I don't know. That's the second one, I think. Let's not go down that path. Uh, MVP, Phil Hartman? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. I wrote Sinbad, but I, that's. I like Sinbad. I'd too. forgotten about him at that point. Yeah. I only, only thought of it because we'd been talking about him. It probably has to be. It is. It just is. Mm. But I don't know that I've seen any other Sinbad movies. So. They're both, you know, him and. They've made three movies together. Have apparently. they? That's. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. I think the third one, though, they're just both in. I wouldn't. Together I'd, is yeah. a stretch, maybe. I just went halfway what between was the other Cray one? and Crazy. I said, Cray is. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I looked it up. Who cares? Yeah, who cares? All right. Well, that's it. That's next week. Oh, no, next week. Report uh, repeats. We're doing some repeats because Christmas. Cri- break. Oh, this is our last Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, everybody. Christmas. May it be a lovely time full of presents and consumerism. Turkey. One of those turkeys with an octopus in it. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, I've seen them. No. <laughs> so gross. Turkey done. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. They're like I haven't Cthulhu. Heard of that. That's fucked yeah, up. It's gross. Um, okay, don't send me a picture. <laughs> I've been scarred by octopus videos from from Joe Rimini. Uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> to any potential employees listening to this episode. Or any episode. Octopus <laughs> 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 It might be, actually.